This week on the BAMFCAST, we're gonna have fun tonight, even if we have to kill ourselves. One Samson, we ain't lying. All right, welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, hey BAMFCAST. Episode 215. That is so many episodes. It is. So I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every wonderful episode of the Bamcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Then we come in here and talk about it for the first time. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five Jacksons and Robot Jocks. And the bad bad movies is a stay away. They get a dangerous slide scale. One to five bags is douchebags after Twilight. Twilight, Twilight boo. 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 Boo on the Twilight. Boo. So Mackie's not here again. Aw. Yay. And he, he misses. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's a, that's a response. Wow. That's... He misses the finale of Black Exploitation History Month because, <laughs> I don't know. That's not America. That's that's his problem He's right there. Out of the country. Jeez. Sure. people. So, our fifth and final movie for Black Exploitation History Month is 1974's Black Samson. Yeah. Because, well, if you see this poster, if you're watching the live stream, that's reason enough. He has a big stick and a lion. Yeah. Yes, he does. And, and, I, and that's actually correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does have a lion. Yes. Now, now we will read a plot summary so that <laughs> might be more of the reason why we watch this might become clear. Noble nightclub owner Samson does his best to keep his neighborhood clean of crime and drugs. When vicious mobster Johnny Napa tries to muscle in on Samson's territory, Samson takes a brave stand against Napa and his flunkies. <laughs> flunkies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Brave stand. Brave stand. Noble, mm-hmm. noble Samson. He's a righteous man. He is. He is. We were told that several times yeah. at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Many people Just both how on and off camera is. say how righteous he is. So. Mm-hmm. This movie starts. Yeah, where I don't <laughs> remember where it started. It's like 40 seconds in. Titties. Oh, yeah, that's right. It starts off yeah. at Samson's it's, Club. Someone's getting a drink and pan over and yeah. breasts. Well, it, doesn't, it starts on the lion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it's like hands come in, make a drink, mm-hmm. and they're finishing off the drink. And that's when it's... Like Black Samson, the title card comes up. Yep. And then, you know, we're talking 30 seconds in, and then it's like slow pan down the bar as someone's carrying a drink, and then titties. Mm-hmm. Ta-da. And yeah, he has a groovy hanging bar, swinging bar with a lion, it's an <laughs> ornament, and topless dancers. Yeah. And that's. He has a lion in the bar. Let us not overlook the fact that there is a live. Real ass lion, just chilling behind the bar in well, this bar. What's great about the intro now that now that I'm reminded of it is, uh-huh. unfortunately, on the DVD they replace the old Warner Brothers logo with the new Warner Brothers logo, but then it's like it fades in and right to lion, and we're like, oh, it's an MGM movie, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. he even kind of goes, rah, yeah, tries. This I mean, is a this, very sleepy yeah, lion. <laughs> they they dope the hell out of this lion. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just a just a tiny bit. He's yeah. a dopey zoo lion. <laughs> <laughs> That one's for you, Mackie. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, titties. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then, like, credits right. are going on, and then it, it's, like, shot hovers over an ass, and we're like, okay, that ass mm-hmm. hanging there. And then oh, it's the director's like, name well, is stamped, well, like, well, like, right? It, but off. eventually, it's like, it takes a second, we're like, okay, that yeah. ass shot, and then it's like, nah, whatever director's guy name. Charles. Charles Bale. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, I want my name on that ass. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I directed that ass. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. it's just a good five minutes of just Samson. Yeah, hanging out in the bar and everything's groovy. And then, oh, here come the, 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 the evil. Yeah, Napa and his flunky. Boo. 
white people walk in and they're <laughs> at first they're like smiling and yeah look at her all right she's yeah. nice and we're like okay this is, yeah. this is groovy pace everybody's right. welcome and they get kind of go up to the bar and samson comes over and they're like hey what do you want to drink i'll take a beer i'll take a scotch on the rocks and mm-hmm. then he then his flunky guy starts in with how much for her over there yeah how much for her for the night and he's just like man more than you can afford in a lifetime or mm-hmm. something like that or in a year and he's like, no, really, come on, 50 bucks. And he's like, all right, man, let it go. And until he stands up, turns around to the girl, and is like, $50, honey, come on. And he's like saying to Nappy, he's like, you got to deal with your friend. Yeah, he's but like, the, like they're, they're talking about, uh, the dude's like, well, I, I do have a credit card. And Nappy's oh, yes. like, Ooh. but that's for gas, not for ass. And then they laugh for well, like 45 they, seconds. They pause for like 10 seconds. They do. And then it's and like, we laugh like, that's a great joke. And then they laugh like, it like, is a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> Even Samson's on it. He's like, that is pretty good. You guys are rich. Yeah. <laughs> you are too much. You and Napa far is... Far out. Yeah. Napa is William Smith, uh-huh. who has been in more Bamfcast movies than I think any other person. I mean... Probably. Six or seven, at yeah. least. He's always like... Every time we see him, too, it's like, oh, him. Oh, yeah, it's that guy. We, we yeah. now know. Yeah. Because... He has his voice still in this he, movie, because well, as just, the years went by, he just became like... Yeah. <laughs> he left kind of an indelible mark in this movie, because I think this might be the... Possibly the most evil he's been in a movie. It's certainly, yeah, he's gleefully bad. evil, or, or at least Gleeful. his well, him and his whole entire gang. His mm-hmm. whole mo is evil, just pure straight up evil in this movie. Mean old bad. I don't know. He was the bad guy in Eye of the Tiger, and he fucking drugged that dead woman's casket right okay. up to Gary Busey's door. <laughs> we did. We did declare that that was that was pretty out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it might take it a step further in this one. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. We'll you could there. you could make a, a column A, column B, and yeah. they would be pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So anyway, Samson has to deal with this guy who's just being an ass, and that involves him jumping over the bar with his lion stick. His stick. Yeah. His lion stick, which is has fur wraps on it and a lion head on it, and is taller than he is, and the dude's pretty tall. Yeah. But I mean, it is a commanding piece of wood. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even think we mentioned who else was. I mean, Rockney Tarkington is who Samson yes. is. Who has and, been in stuff. Yeah. And then there's Connie Strickland and um, Carol Speed. Yep. And those are that's her primary Speed. cast. That's yes. about the best you're going to get yeah. cast-wise. <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh. Uh, I, maybe I recognize him. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. So he basically proceeds to jump over the bar and beat the shit out of this guy with a stick. And hit him about three times even when he's down. Oh, yeah. And then just kind of says to Napa, it's like, they have some words, and he's like, basically, get your trash out of here and don't ever come back. Oh, well, he picks the dude up. Yeah. And throws, throws him, him yes. out. I mean, yeah. cradles him up and is just like, out. Yeah. But he has to have a few words with Napa before he actually leaves. And, right. Well, Napa's but, like trying to give him a dollar, like, sorry about the mess. Yeah. And he's like, you keep that dollar and get the fuck out of my bar. Yeah. And then he has this weird scene where he goes out and talks to the guy that's on the ground, basically all but, all but dead, where he's like straightening his tie and he's Caressing like, caressing him. Here's $20. You might want to get out of this neighborhood. Yeah. And then he's just weird, gleeful evil in the beginning of this it's, movie. That whole discussion is really bizarre. Yeah. Like the guy is practically dead laying on the sidewalk and he's whispering to him and tucking money in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, get yourself a cab. Just get, <laughs> just get out of here before it gets any later. Weird, man. And then I think it goes to him going to his dad, right? Or I assume it's his dad. It's another Napa. Yeah. 
Joseph Napa. Yeah, the he goes to the, see the head boss, right? Yeah. Or yeah. oh, uh, his oh, uncle. Oh, oh wait, for, well, first he has the scene in his in his room where we're introduced to his blonde girlfriend, right? Uh, Tina, yes, who's uh, Connie Strickland, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and she's like all naked and bubbly, and he's just like, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm getting dressed. I got business, and she's, she's like, like trying like, to get him undressed. Not, you should not disparage this woman like that. She's a lovely woman. Mm-hmm. She's built. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has yeah. the best of both ends. Worlds. <laughs> I don't know. She's a lady. She's a nice whoa, looking whoa, whoa. lady. Who's, yeah. She's a lady. Yeah. Well assembled yes. and yeah. and pleasant. She's five she's, feet she's of put dynamite. The, she's put together well. <laughs> yes. Let's just say that. Okay. And yeah, but he's just like, Bah, get out of here. Yeah. I'm and starts to get a little violent with her and she's just like, Oh, but come on, what kind am of. I gonna and then his parting words are she's like, What am I gonna do all day? And he's like, Why don't you get your crayons and practice your coloring? And then turns around and walks out. Well he kind of punches her on the chin a little yeah, bit a little as bit, he's yeah. leaving he's like just, just a tap yeah, just but a tap. more harder than a than a oh you harder just, than one of the you know how you the, how sometimes looking at you, you did you know yeah, yeah it's, sometimes it's like, you just nudge the face with the with the knuckle yeah. he just taps her yeah. like a like a one inch tap on the chin <laughs> right it was like a probably a filling rattler yeah it's a nilla knock it was no 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 she went on the ground it was a nilla knock well all right so very true but um, yeah, so he leaves, and that's when he goes to see his dad, uncle, whoever it is that runs the family, and his boss. His whole mo is like, ah, I'm old, and we're done with the old ways. Violence is out. We're business people now. Use and business, he, and and of course, because it's a black exploitation mo- movie, they're discussing what part of real estate they're going to take over, and how this this part of town is an untouched territory, and if they take it over, then they well, they can, have they can get back their empire. They have a population map of black people. Yeah, they do. And he just zeroes in on the most populated black area and is like, here, yeah. here's the untapped market right here. Yeah, apparently Samson is the center of the heat map of where they need to take over. <laughs> right. Was it? Because his area was like blue, like was one it? large blotch I, of blue. I think blue was the Blue hot. was the, the hottest? It's okay. 70s weird colors for... Well, it is blue. It's heat. like flame, yeah. Blue yeah. is actually hotter. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, <laughs> whatever. I'm just making shit up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but they're basically it, like, right here. This is yeah. where we need business Start here. Happening. He's like, oh, I, I know them. I know this neighborhood. There's a guy. He's going to be trouble. And yeah. I'm going to have to use my my old ways. And he's like, no, settle down. Come on, just talk to the guy. He's like, all right, well, I'll try it your way. Yeah. So they send Ted from accounting for their lawyer in. Yeah. And he's walking. walks in. And, of course, he's like, Mr. Sampson, I have a business proposition for you. And Sampson's like, oh, yeah? All right, cool, man. Let's go take a walk. Let's go talk about it in private. Let's go walk on the roof and puts on his sunglasses. He's like, "Yeah, man, I come up here when I need to think." And I just, no, the I guy can... asks him if he needs if he comes up here when he needs to think. Oh, he's, and he's just like, "Nah, I was, if I, I need to if I need to think, I walk out into the desert." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I come up here to survey the land. I just I come up here, to come up here. Yeah, and I can look around. Like, see, look down there, all these this thriving people. And he's like, <laughs> he's like no, Simba's look. father. He's, he's like, like yeah. he's, everything <laughs> yes. the sun everything, touches, everything the sun touches is mine and will never be yours. Because if you look closer, no, no, go ahead and look a little closer. No, get a good look down there. And of course, yeah. It's <laughs> kind of like in a low budget movie, like I'm going to hang you over the roof, but yeah. it's very much like don't lean too far over. Yeah, because you will fall. But yeah. yeah, dude is like, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I, I give. Sorry, I came and talked to you, Black Samson. <laughs> yeah. And so leaves. And yeah. of course, and then it's like another meeting of, all right, well, we got to do things my way. And he's like, yeah, this guy's crazy. He's not playing around, boss. This the lawyer talking. Mm hmm. Oh, sorry, boss. He's great. There, I have to do the proper voice. Yeah, <laughs> now you know who it is. Yeah, um, 
But yeah, so he's like, well, uh, this is going to go badly, but if you got to do what you got to do, do it, but it's going to be on you when it fails. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, okay, I, I guess that's a yes. Let's go. Yep. Let's go fuck up their lives. So I believe they try to run Samson down an alley first with a car. They do. Like some yep. side characters is, you know, Napa, Johnny Napa is not involved and Napa, some disposables. Yeah. Napa's gang and they employ a large number of 50 year old hairy white dudes mm-hmm. who aren't very good at anything except hating black dudes. <laughs> that's that's their primary characteristic. They're not good at much else. They certainly can't drive, uh, and they can't fight. Right. So, Well, when you took personal ads out in the 70s, that was an easy sure. quota to fill. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else, maybe yeah. a little younger, was a little more progressive. And, Probably. Uh, can you really not fight? Can you kind of drive a car? And do you hate black people? And all these 50-year-old guys show up and be like, yeah. <laughs> that was in Pearl Harbor. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, well, that's a weird correlation that doesn't make sense <laughs> I mean I get the old timer right. whatever right <laughs> fine sure but yeah they, they they try to run him down and well they do because we're well, like they hit him with the door well, like sort of I mean they don't he run has him a couple down. chances to maybe to maybe not get hit by this door he He's, does what everyone does in a movie which is when cars coming at you down a street or something they just run straight ahead instead of out of the way uh, oh, he, well, he kind of runs through the, out of the way, but he runs into a garbage pile, which becomes comical because, yeah, they kind of bump him with the door enough to knock him down, and then it's... They smack the shit out of him with that door. Yeah, and then it becomes this awkward fight in the garbage pile with, I think, three guys and him. It And he and he gets the stick knocked out of his hand right away, so he has to kind of pick up and throw these guys and beat one guy against a car. And, yeah, it, it's an awkward fight because there's yeah. no room to move around. Uh, and, and it's just basically like he will punch a dude and the dude will just splay out just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then and then he's in the way. He becomes <laughs> debris that has to be pushed aside. Yeah, at a so certain that, point, I thought he was like throwing the guys out of the way to get to a stick yeah. so he could fight properly. But the no. stick never enter in into this. No, fight. he's just no. throwing, throwing them out of the way yeah. to, uh, yeah. I guess, get out of the garbage pile. Yeah. But yeah, he just kind of disposes of these guys and goes about his day. And it. it there's a pattern in this movie of, I mean, the the plot is established right away of these evil people want Samson's street and Samson is aware of it and it just becomes a pattern of person or people show up. They either talk to Samson or try to murder Samson. Samson deals with it and then back to the club. Yeah, because while he was getting kind of run down, uh, Napa himself has gone back to his club and is talking to his lady friend. Yes, and kind of threatening her or Leslie? someone. Leslie, yes. Yeah. While the lion is literally asleep, just chilling yeah. out. I mean, drugged out of its mind. I'm sure, but in the jungle, yeah. the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. Inside Samson's the bar called Samson's, the lion sleeps all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. So sleeping lion. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> that's not going to clear. If we're going to get flagged for that. <laughs> oh, I don't think we were that on key. All it's right. Okay. I Fair enough. Oh, I was. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did not mean to pune upon your musical skills over there. Yeah, better not. But yeah, Napa shows up and is sort of bothering Leslie. At first, like the first three times he comes in, he really just asks asks for a beer. And they just like, no, we're closed. And th- that's when he gets mad. I think if they just well, give him a beer. Because be like he right. takes her drink because yeah. she won't give him a drink. Right. And does this weird thing where he sticks his hand down the glass and then goes, ah, and spreads his fingers out and breaks the glass everywhere. Yeah. And, and he says something like, I didn't know I could still do that. I'm yeah, like, it's like, were you, you were practicing that at one point. That was a. Why could you ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> Why was that a thing you could do? 
Don't know, but yeah. It's menacing, I guess. I get, yeah, he kind of menaces her, and I, I, doesn't he like pick up a candle like he's about to hit her with yeah. it? Yeah. And that's when Samson, Samson grabs pops his up hand. Like, hey. Well, no, he was grabbing, he was crushing her arm. Okay. Like squeezing oh, that's right, her arm really tight. Because Samson comes in and does the Spock thing on yeah. his shoulder. And they, they have like a grip off where <laughs> he's gripping Leslie and... and Samson they, is trying to rip yeah. his shoulder off and with his hand. It's just like, hand. who's yeah. going to let go first? And obviously, Samson wins. Yes. Yeah, so he leaves again. Yeah. yeah. Another threatening moment. And mm-hmm. Then I think he goes to talk to random Bogart on the street. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Bring that back. Yeah. Right. Because, like, yeah, he's just like, hey, you're still here. Uh, I need something done. And he's like, anything you need done, two bills, mm-hmm. which apparently $200 can get you hired hand and I think four other guys. I believe there were four other guys. Because... Yeah, Leslie and Samson are walking down a dark down alley. a dark alley, and all of a sudden, guy comes out of nowhere. And is like, "Hey, man, can I borrow a quarter?" And then grab the girl and start fight. Mm-hmm. And Samson again awkwardly fights these guys off and beats the shit out of the original guy. I don't even know what his name was. It doesn't really matter. Doesn't but matter. But man, got- he is okay. So he beats the hell out of those like four other dudes and goes back to the the main dude and has him on the ground and is just punching him in the face over and over again. And Leslie jumps on his back. Like, enough, you're going to kill him. And is on his back for at least three or four more punches. And she's holding onto his arm, so every time he throws one of these huge haymakers, she flies over his shoulder, and then he rears back, which tosses her back again, Yeah, and then he swings another one forward. Let's point out also that, like, Samson is probably at least 6'6". I'm guessing he's a pretty big dude, Mm -hmm. and she's, like, five foot tall. She's a little tiny woman. Yeah, so, like... There's several points in the movie where he just picks her up like a like a doll and, yeah, and moves puts her, her aside. Like, so when she's hanging on his back, it's just like she looks yeah. like the rodeo guy. <laughs> right, exactly. Eight seconds. You yeah. Hold on. Hold on to Black Sam's for yeah. eight seconds. You win. So, good job. But yeah, so eventually, yeah, he gives up and his he kind of has this moment of like, oh god, yeah, I almost killed that guy. So yeah, Jesus, what's that, that what's really become of out, me? I got out of hand. And I, I don't know. There's there's they go other, back and have the sex. Yeah, there's there's other scenes of random merriment in the bar like there's a crazy old guy who has come to basically live in his bar mm-hmm. where he, he just kind of offers him a place to stay some food to eat and the guy kind of plays some funk organ here and there in the bar he just ends up playing there he's yeah. just like always there playing because like, like this he's the know, local drunk and yeah yeah but like you know this this titty bar has like a live band usually yes, it and does. then occasionally it has whatever the guy's name what was the old dude's name old henry old henry that is actually his credit. Okay, yeah. yes. But yeah, I mean, so there, there's some various scenes of him, and uh, they're entertaining, and he's yeah. They funny. have a one, like, heartfelt scene at one point where he's playing the organ or whatever, and he's just like, man, no one no one listens to this music anymore. And I'm just like, yeah, they do. Yeah. but It's it, the height of that music, dude. But, but his, his first scene is, like, um, when he comes in, he's like, after he's basically beginning the run for the run of the place after it's closed down, mm-hmm. he goes over and has a moment with the lion where he's like, all right, Mr. Lion, we're not going to have any trouble. And, and that's like the moment the lion kind of wakes up enough to go, go yeah. he's like, oh, shit. Well, then <laughs> he's the like, way. I'm from Africa. Yeah. You're from Africa. We know how to deal with you. And you just stay out of my way. And the lion goes, Rawr. And he's like, hey, man, yeah. come on, <laughs> lion. <laughs> yeah, man. And along the way, Besides Samson being uh, harried by the by the the mafia people, mm-hmm. um, he's also kind of cracking down on drugs because there's one scene where he's got to push her up against a wall and bust the bag of cocaine all over him and yeah. is threatening him. And the guy's like, "You're going to call the cops?" He's like, "No, I'm not. I want to deal with this ourselves. You're going to you're going to stop this, right? At least yeah. not on my street." And Samson, they, they, he's a club owner mm-hmm. and he keeps his shit clean, right? 
His street is clean. None of that shit on his street. Right. Because it, it escalates. <laughs> like, he, he deals with the pusher guy because then he goes and has a scene where he goes to talk to, is it Arthur? Is that the crazy I don't know. guy? I don't know what that guy's name was, but I love that guy. He's he's basically Black Charlie Day in the 70s. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, because, like... <laughs> Arthur. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Arthur. Black it, Charlie Day in the 70s. <laughs> well, I'm just like... Because uh, the first scene is, like, he's got a funeral parlor. That's, like, his, his front. But mm-hmm. it's actually... He does still do business through it. But he's also a drug dealer, pusher, whatever guy. You know, mm-hmm. general, you know, roundabout criminal yeah. sort of guy with this uh, funeral home front. So a funeral is just letting out and like he's walking behind one of the bereaved widows or mm-hmm. you know whoever this lady and he's just kind of checking out her ass and then he kind of comes around and he's like ma'am i'm very sorry for your loss i put my number on the back of this car so feel free to call me at any time and like as soon as like you, you he has her escorted away and as soon as the door closes, he's just like Damn! yeah <laughs> but samson is sitting in the back pew of this funeral home leaning on his staff bent over so that the lady and the rest of the family can't see his face. And as he's doing this whole proper funeral director routine, he is just laughing his ass off silently mm-hmm. until like the point that like the door shuts and they're alone. And yeah, the guy lets off and he's like, they just both go, God damn yeah. <laughs> this lady. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have this whole scene where it's like, they know each other. So I guess it's kind of okay that he's a criminal that they can associate because they were brought up in the same area or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of like, man, you're not, you're not dealing with shit around my area. And he's like, no, I wouldn't do that. You know, maybe, maybe it's those white cats that are doing this and they're, they're, you know, they're trying to move it on your territory. He's like, man, if yeah. it's you, I will come back and hit you with yeah. my line. But this paint. guy's, this guy's changes in emotion in one scene or what I say that they're kind of like the Charlie day aspect of them because he'll go very bug eyed and then like just jump and pitch all over the place. Yeah. Like, this will be like <laughs> well he is doing coke every five yes. seconds yes, he is. <laughs> he's just constantly like so <laughs> so yeah i mean but they have the scene and he, he will show up again later so. yeah i love this guy this guy's yeah. fantastic so yeah all of that these were side scenes that were happening while samson is being threatened mm-hmm. um i believe it is the next plan where he sends in the blonde chick uh napa yeah napa he's, he's, has he's seen of, slaughter yeah, well, because, like, <laughs> you know, he's tried to run him down. He's tried to send the Bogarts after him, and he's like, none of this is working. We need to figure out where his weak points are. are mm-hmm. Hey, you, Tina, go in there and infiltrate his establishment. So right. she goes in, and because he saw a sign something about they needed a dancer. So he sends her, and she's like, I'm here to apply for the dancing job, and look at my titties as I dance for you for a few minutes. Yep. And, and Samson's like, you're hired. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. You got titties and so, you can dance. And so. then it's like another scene of, you know, everybody's going crazy for the new dancer, you know, night at the, yeah. at Samson's and that all kind of happens and it just kind of establishes like, she, you know, she's kind of in on it and then. In on it, but it's like, I I don't understand what the plan is. There's no information to get. No. Because she just basically, she he, you know, because uh, Napa's like, you know, what did you learn? And, and she's like, nothing. He seems like a good dude. He talked to me. And of course, he's immediately like, "Did you sleep with him?" Yeah. And it's like first no. time he starts getting physical with her a little bit, you know, like smacks her around a little bit, and like, "Did you get physical with him?" And then there was there was a scene where some guys were kind of chasing him in a car. This was another random like mini car chase slash confrontation because mm-hmm. uh, he noticed that he was being followed kind of at high speed. Goes to the top of a parking garage, right, 
and fights off some guys. Yeah, he and, parks and gets out of his car and, and then bar- like realizes that a car is coming at him and runs like crazy to get away from it. Yeah, and jumps over his car, gets his car, gets his car crushed. Jumps yeah. in another car and of course it immediately starts because I guess seventies everybody's trusting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, anyway, so he eventually beats up like three more guys. Yeah, and then there's a scene out of the pool where Tina's back home and one of the guys, they're she and Napper kind of having sort of quasi awkward sexy time out by the pool <laughs> sort of quasi well i mean yeah, he, he never really turns off menacing so it's like <laughs> it, he's just like kind of being sweet to her in his own evil way i guess and she's in still a way menacing, that you know like, violence is yeah coming. he continues to menace her yeah yeah until you know bludgeon guy from the parking garage shows up and like boss i need to talk to you and they quarrel and he's like oh so that it failed did it okay well you want a drink and the guy's like yeah sure i'd love a drink and like, <laughs> we'll get him next time boss have you ever seen a movie guy i mean you know you got a lot of downtime as a gangster right just go see some movies yeah, yeah watch watch a few because yeah nope. when, you're, when you failed and your boss offers you a drink nothing good is coming because Mm-mm. yeah he takes the entire bottle of scotch and breaks it over the guy's head and throws him in the pool and almost drowns him. Well, he jumps in after him. just like, I'm going to fucking and, and murder you. Like, Boss, somebody gave, you know, he knew we were coming or something like that. And he's like, he's like drowning the guy. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> leaps out of the pool mm-hmm. and then basically goes and beats the shit out of her because right. she's obviously informed him of whatever plot. Right. So, sure. I mean, it's like, it's no more slaps anymore. It's like he's straight up punching her. Yeah. Yeah. And then it kind of cuts away. Thankfully. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't say. I don't know what's worse. Like, you know, if he just hit her twice and be like, "Okay, I guess he was done." But yeah, the cutaway was like, "Okay, more came." It's mm-hmm. that imagination thing of like, "Okay, seriously, Samson needs needs to murder this guy at some certain point." Yeah. Yep. And we don't see her for a while. Yeah. No. No. Next time we see her, she's wearing very large glasses, and yeah. surprisingly, doesn't have that much bruising for having taken a shit. Beating. Well, I think some time was supposed to have passed. Yeah, because he, he says, like, "Yeah, your face is looking better." Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, Samson's like. You know, she doesn't show up for work, and people are like, "Oh, where's she?" Oh, you know. oh, it's, yeah. The, <laughs> there, there is a character. There's a running character in this movie, which is just off-screen bar voice, and it's the best character in this movie because it's just saying wacky shit that needed to be said. Because yes. like, it's like, hey, where, you know, actual characters on screen is like, hey, where, where's the white dancer? And they're like, you know, oh, she didn't make it in. And then off-screen voice says something like. <laughs> Something does I white people can't be trusted to show up. Oh, those oh, white people sure are shifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, in the first fight, the very first one, like after the guy is like Samson is picking the guy up to throw him out of the bar, he says something. The it's like, get voice, the stepping white boy, yeah, get the stepping honky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's constantly great lines that I guess they thought of after the fact because they're all eighty yards. I in. think after the fact they realized that Samson really wasn't saying anything menacing. He was just making statements. Yeah. And so oh, they, we, we forgot to mention that the the guy that gets the shit up, be almost killed by him in the alley. Mm-hmm. Had that asked for a quarter, he threw a quarter <laughs> at him at the very end of the fight. Yeah, but then he didn't say anything. I was like, "Here's that quarter," and I was like, "And uh, say something uh, like, no, uh, yeah, why don't you call an ambulance? I mean, anything, yeah, just, but no." I don't think Samson needed to say anything more. I, no, well, no, I know it's just fists. for our benefit for yeah. the, the one liner aspect. Well, I guess these things came later in movies. Yeah, sadly. Well, I mean, uh, Dirty Harry, not much later because Dirty Harry kind of started the, Dirty Harry kind of started the one liners, kind of, really. But I don't know. Still could have said yeah. something. Anyway, but yeah, I don't even. Where were we? Oh yes, he's beating the shit out of the lady. She's not showing up for work, <laughs> right? And oh, God, I don't even remember like what the chain of events are. Like 
more, oh, I think like Leslie has gone to talk to the crazy guy, the coke dealer. Well, she had a fight with Samson because she's like, "Yeah, you, you need to leave." leave. And and he's I like, can't, I, can't, "I can't, I can't love a corpse, and you're a walking corpse now if you don't leave." And, and he's like, "It's not that easy." Just, I, I, but she kind of keeps going on like, "It's like I don't want to love a dead walking yeah, body." It's, it's like, "Okay, okay, we get it." Yeah, <laughs> like, thank you. Yeah, she gives well, a, an she actually says like, speech. She's actually like, "That's gross." Yeah. <laughs> she, yes, she <laughs> yes, does. <laughs> you, yes, you have just grossed yourself out by right. talking about necrophilia. Good yeah. job, there, Leslie. But but Sam's is like, "I can't. It's not that easy. I can't just leave." So she's like, "Well, fine. I'll show you how easy it is. I'm leaving." And that she goes to what's his name and it's like Arthur. We yeah, think. it's like can you help us? Can you can you just stop being a jerk for a while and come and help us do something? And he's like nah. And they're in the sweatiest room ever. Yeah. Just they must have been in the hottest sweat box room. It's supposed to be the back of the funeral home or whatever. Should be cool. Yeah, but no, they are both just drenched. And she's like, well, is there anything I could do to make you help us? And he's like, yeah, come here. And he's like. Nah, no, I can't do that to my friend. Just d- get out of here. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, I'm not even going to help. Yeah. And she's like, you motherfucker. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, his henchman starts to lead her out through the funeral home. And all of a sudden, there's a bunch of guys in all the coffins and they all pop out. And the the one henchman, who has just been sort of silently standing in the background the whole time, the whole time turns into Black Belt Jones because he's just, and it's just <laughs> fighting and just all the just terrible kung fu yeah, that was stuff. That Okay. I, yeah. He had an easy That's enough true. Yes, he did. Yeah. And he kills a bunch of dudes until one guy brings a gun to a karate fight and, <laughs> and yeah. shoots that guy. Because, yeah, he's he's throwing dudes and doing the prolonged, yeah. and then, like he's in the middle, like, yeah. and one time the guy's just like, yeah, all right. And just bang. <laughs> Indiana Jones him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the dude comes out and he's just like, oh, no. Well, yeah. Well, they grab Leslie and take, take her, her away. And then, um, yeah. The yeah. guy's like, oh, no. CT. Now you you dragged me into this. My only henchman in yeah. my apparently large crime organization. <laughs> right. But as you said, he's close to the funeral home, so yep. it'd be <laughs> very it's convenient. Burial. Yeah. And uh like Napa's going somewhere with his lady, and that's when they have the like, Oh, your face is looking better and, and then he throws her out of the car. Yeah. Because he's still convinced that she slept with Samson. Yeah. Yeah, they they kind of have a moment, and we're like, oh, well, all right, I, I guess he's nicer now. No. Nope. Throws nope. her out of a moving car. Pure evil. And everyone stops, and like people stop in the middle of the street like, oh, my God. Yeah. That was some cold shit. Yeah. They just <laughs> threw her out of the car. Yeah. Just dumped her. And so Samson knows that Leslie's been kidnapped. Yes, but- because, because the um, Arthur guy's shown up, I think, right, and said something like, well, they've also dynamited the front of his place. Yes, they killed the old man, yeah. old Henry, with yeah. dynamite. Yes, they exactly. killed him with dynamite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They th- he's he. Uh, Samson had told him, like, "Just get out of here for the night. You don't want to be here because shit's right. getting real." And gives him some money, and he's like, ah, "I'm not going to a hotel." Blah blah blah. And he wanders back in, drunk, drunk yeah. talking to the lion, and you know, dudes roll up, throw dynamite at the front door, and he's like, "What?" the shit is that and goes over to the door and kaboom yeah lion's okay yeah thank god because the lion is crucial to the finale of this movie the the, well i'm just saying all the firefighters and police are there and like lion's sitting outside and no one has a problem with this no well samson comes and is like leading leading him away yeah what's the name like udu or something like that something yeah yeah and that's when um that's when arthur shows up and is like He's like, get out of here! I don't, I don't trust you or whatever. And, and he's like, well, what? They're hitting. They hit me too. CT's dead. Oh yeah, and they grab Leslie. And he's like, what? Yeah. 
because he you know he didn't know any of this. And right. He just knew they just dynamited his place and killed his his hobo friend. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, hobo friend. <laughs> so, yeah. So he goes to see what's her face. Well, in the hospital. But, but like the, the chain of events is like, okay, now go murder them right now because mm-hmm. I think they show a shot of. No, no, that's right. They they menace even more because they they show a shot where all the henchmen are in this warehouse mm-hmm. where they're setting this trap for Samson. Yep. And like Napa Napa's there and like he's you know organi- organizing things and then the two guys are supposed to watch her and they start getting touchy feely rapey with her and they're like, "Wow, nice body, nice tits. Too bad we got to cut him up and send a message to your boyfriend." Right. And yeah, they pull out a knife and start kind of cutting on her and get real and then they weird. cut away yeah well i mean like they cut her shirt open i mean they, they just yeah. they take they a cut long away, time they leave their worldly possessions and skydive <laughs> yes. Oh, yes no no they do not do that they oh. they cut on her and like the shot ends with her screaming out of focus yes. dissolve cut kind of thing right, right. okay <laughs> seriously murder the fuck out of these people mm-hmm. and then that's what the weird transition is like all of a sudden it's like it looks like a nursing home because yeah. they're just wheeling old people around on, on, and we're like, what the fuck are we now? And Samson's walking down the hallway. We're like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Go and get your woman and murder these people. Nope. But yeah, he's, he's gone to see Tina in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, so she's alive. She's just all skinned up and, and she's like, I'm sorry. I, I did this for Napa. And he's like, yeah, I knew, I, I knew the whole time, but you weren't going to get anything that he couldn't get on the streets. Yeah. Which is just basically, I run this nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> there so, are no secrets to be learned here. He's just like, you know where Leslie is. And so she's like, yeah, yeah. All right, tell me. And she hesitates. Like, I guess she's probably trying to protect him. Like, I don't want you to go get killed because right. they've got a bunch of people and you're one guy. But he rides in with his <laughs> in his car. <laughs> Somehow, like, he's sitting by and like, I guess, waiting for the right moment because he he squeals in, like, runs two people into a big fake wall of boxes or whatever well he waits for like 10 of them to walk far enough away right. i don't know where they were going but they were just like hey let's go over here and he sort of grins and is just like fuck yeah here's my chance and drives through the warehouse and drives like two dudes into a stack of empty boxes yeah let's assume they're dead okay sure I, that's what okay. i was assuming um, <laughs> those guys and, are dead and then like the guys that were upstairs doing the menacing to uh, to Leslie are like, what the shit was that? And somehow he is now like grabbed his you know his killing stick mm-hmm. and is like <laughs> creeping upstairs and sneaking around in the dark. And we're like, he's created this giant commotion. How is he sneaking? But then like one guy comes to the stairs and is like, hey, what's going on down there? And then like he's at the bottom, at the foot of the or the top of the stairs and it's just like ha, yeah. gets him and throws him down the stairs. And we're like, okay, this is working. I, yeah. I guess he somehow surprises like four dudes by throwing yeah. them off the railing. Where it's just like, hey, what was that? Yeah, he, he comes out of the shadows like we'll hit him with a stick and mm-hmm. then like picks one dude up over his head and just throws him down to the ground. Yep. And then I, it's an acceptable way to kill a man. He, he yep. doesn't really kill the like the actual knife guy at this point. Like he hits him with a stick a couple times, but then like just kind of grabs Leslie and. Like I said, picks her up like a doll. It just kind of carries her away. And yep. basically, this is all about escape. They yes. get to the roof and climb down a, an overly long shot of complicated steps of this building until they get to the ground and run away, mm-hmm. essentially. They but get that, in a car. He, he murders like four dudes and hurts one guy. Yeah. And then they're away. And this leads to a car chase. Yeah. Which isn't bad. It's they steal a car, which luckily has a sunroof, so his killing stick can can yeah. breathe. Uh, <laughs> and then everyone else piles into the remaining cars and chases after him. And like what follows is 
chaos yeah because it's just like no one can i don't know what the deal was with cars during this era but like steering and braking are not things that cars did during this time because they will just like cars sucked well they also weighed like two tons sure but i mean like no one can corner and brakes every (laughs) no like they hadn't invented there was no power suspension there was no power steering steering. i mean yeah but i mean imagine you were doing that just to make a corner (laughs) it's like whenever a car appears in front of them they crash into it and a couple times someone will actually say did you not see that car yeah so it's just sort of yeah but i mean like the bad guys are wrecking cars getting out of cars jacking other people's cars and continuing on Mm -hmm. and just just kind of chaos but anyway samson and somehow manages to get away because I think they wreck enough that they're just like, fuck it, we're done. Yep. And gets back to his homestead and is basically like, all right, plans in motion. Like, we are going to... They're kind of... I guess he'd already set this in motion. Well, there was a coordinated effort because those dudes on the bikes that's right, that's were right. part of the plan because he drives up to them and then they drive, They speed off. Yeah, they're, they're the signal that like, okay, he when he comes through, back up this truck in mm-hmm. the middle of the street of this narrow street that's his, right. his street and we're gonna we're gonna trap them yeah and it works because they come barreling around the corner and then it's like one car hits the truck sideways and then the next one t-bones that and then the other one slides sideways so they they make like a nice capital i in the middle of the street with these cars mm-hmm. <laughs> they try to get out of this mess and are just crashing into everything it's like they're on ice it's ridiculous they're yeah. just sliding well, well, around one car is like wheel is, is well, literally sure. horizontal it's like that car is done yeah it's, yeah. it's fucked up yeah and and so like they get out they're just kind of standing there and like because the, they've they're, they've also pulled uh tow trucks out to the right. main exit to the street yeah they're, so they're, they're pinned trucks. in and they just all get out they're it's like, like all right well let's rack the place get into samson's place they're, nobody's here they're like yeah. walking into all the buildings around by and they're like nobody's here mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you kind of hear like yeah, like this kind of knocking sound coming from like, up at the roofs. Yeah, and then like they kind of look up, and you just start slowly seeing all of the neighborhood people coming to the edge of the roof, mm-hmm. just all wielding. Everyone's wielding something like pipes and just two by fours and just everything and doors, doors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they just kind of funnel them into the middle of the street. And I, I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of people like are at windows and the yeah. roofs of these buildings. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're just kind of have this coordinated, like now, you know, <laughs> cry havoc and let's slip the dogs of war because they just fucking start throwing everything at these people. And I mean, everything like you would think the expression, everything but the kitchen sink is sort of a joke. No, they're fucking ripping everything out of wherever they can grab. Yeah. They were throwing stoves and refrigerators mm-hmm. and sinks uh, and everything. There was a, couch there yeah. was a couch well, yeah. one guy like gets this shot like looks like it hurts and then it's like oh that was just a fucking couch cushion yeah <laughs> it, it hit him hard i mean yeah. but still somebody, it was like oh it's a cushion somebody gets somebody crushed got hit by, by a refrigerator yeah, somebody yeah. gets crushed by a refrigerator and i'm yeah i'm still wondering how that was like if that was just that had to be a, like a completely fake prop i mean because, I, oh yeah. yeah it had been like cardboard but yeah it, <laughs> but like still, one of those that you see in the furniture store yeah right. it's convincing looking because like this guy gets hit and kind of collapses under its weight. It's yeah. faux weight. And also like before the carnage started, they were all chanting Samson. Yes. And so th- then they all just start throwing just everything. I mean, it is just raining garbage down mm-hmm. on these guys. And you know, I mean, there are dudes in this alley. I mean, regardless of the characters they're playing, there are people there mm-hmm. and they're just throwing just everything down onto these people. Stunt men in the seventies still, but Jesus like cinder blocks and shit. Just, 
everything coming down and and then people start falling because i at first like one happens we're like whoa that guy got a little too overzealous with his throw but i think like then they they threw in some shots that probably were misedited out of order because the bad guys were shooting up into yeah. the ceilings and, and or ceilings up up to the roofs and everything. So I but they didn't show that at first. So at first it looked like dudes were just suiciding themselves yeah. down to hit the guys on the ground. We're like, this has gotten a bit extreme. This is these <laughs> guys are really like Samson. Christ. Samson is just like a Samson's cult leader. <laughs> so yeah, and then the, finally they show like dudes shooting up in the yeah, sky. And I think it was a little misedited there, but yeah, because yeah. there's a couple shots later where it's like, bang, okay, their guy. Falls. But then dudes start rappelling down the walls. <laughs> yeah, well, one one guy is like. Like, he's kind of climbed down partway down a fire escape and he's like okay I'm low enough that he jumps onto one guy that's on a car and mm-hmm. luckily like knocks him into a mattress, a mattress right there yeah. But, but yeah still a stunt but, <laughs> but yeah but still then the, yeah dudes get the idea of like let's rappel down the building and get into the to the, yeah. to the fray here and then what happens like you have stairs into, guys These, yeah this is where you live yeah it's like you got up there you could you don't have to rappel down rappelling down is actually leaving you exposed to get shot yeah uh but they do. But they all get down, and then it's like they break into groups of 20, and then they just swarm guys. And it's just like, get that guy, and they all just run over and beat the living fuck out of that guy. And then another guy was like, hey, you black people, grr. And then they all run over to him and beat him up. Yeah. It, this is kind of like a zombie movie, because, I mean, the way they're kind of hoarding and attacking yeah. them all at once, it's like you you kind of expect like body parts and limbs and blood <laughs> to just be spraying out of these yeah. little bobs that they've created. But, yep. you know, they just kind of generally kind of comically carry them away off screen. Yeah, like, one guy like, really like, just gets like, well, hip hip hooray! Yeah, like, off to the alley where we're going to murder you right. horribly, yes. but we're not going to really show it. No. Until it's it's down to just Napa and Samson, mm-hmm. and he's kind of come out like, you know, he's kind of, he was disappeared for a little while, and he's kind of come out, and everyone's, Samson, Samson. Yeah. And Napa, God bless him for sticking to his, <laughs> sticking to his guns. He just immediately launches into the worst racist shit. Oh yeah, and just, with switchblade in hand, he's yeah. like, "I'm gonna cut you." He's like, "Come on, you and me," and, and everyone's like, "Yeah, get yeah. him." Although they could easily take care of this situation, <laughs> they don't have to watch this fight. It's the lethal weapon ending. I yeah, know. It's like why? Yeah, just, <laughs> just just kill him. Yeah, but no, and they fight, and it's a little awkward. Samson is not a good fighter. Well, That's he, why he, he has a giant gets his stick. shirt ripped off or his daishiki. Or, <laughs> I mean, like he's never wearing just normal. No, no, shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they just, you know, they stumble around for a while and. Yeah. And then <laughs> he eventually like, you know, like he's like Napa started with switchblade and chain that he got from somewhere. Well, I mean, they were throwing everything. Sure, so I, he probably just going to look down and go, oh, chain. Oh, chain. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use I, this. I will fight you with a refrigerator. <laughs> yep. It's right here. And he gets the upper hand on him with the chain for a while, and yeah. then Samson eventually ends up with the chain and whipping him with it. Yeah, and uh, then gets his stick and hits him a few times, and then just kind of pins him up against this car, and... I'm pretty sure the implication was that he impaled him with that stick. Yeah, because he kind of Grace Jones him from yeah. Conan. Like, just... Yeah, because he does the whole legs just like... And then just completely... And, and that's what's great, is like, crowd is dead silent. Like, oh shit, Samson like, murdered that guy. Like, like this is where we were saying, like, off screen guy should have been like, you just fucking killed that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, they almost should have added that in because, like, there's just enough of a pause where, like, holy shit, he really just straight up murdered that guy. And then, if, and then like, a pause and then, yeah. <laughs> well, what happens is, is that Samson has the stick. Yeah. And he just, he throws, he drops the mic. And as soon as he drops the mic, their crowd goes, yeah. You just murdered that guy. And they're all just like, hooray, Samson. And yeah. And it's funny because he comes around the corner to uh, to see if Leslie's okay, and she's got a blood through her shirt now. Yeah, from her 
and he's her titty wounds and she's like and his buddy has also shown up and he's like you know are we gonna have problems now because you know i saw what you did you murdered that guy <laughs> you straight murdered that guy <laughs> and samson's like we should probably lay low for a while and she's like no we have to stay yeah no you t- you, you you taught me this is the place we got to stay here and he's like uh, no i think we might need to go yeah. away for a little bit because <laughs> the sirens are coming yeah. you know and it's like oh dear uh but yeah, just sort of like the cops have shown up and the the people are just directing them to, yeah, take that guy away. And mm-hmm. yeah, that guy was trying to kill us. And they just walk away and freeze frame and a 35 second Black Samson theme song plays. Rome. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the I'm saying, like, yeah, the like, cops yeah. went in Rome. I but I will, you know, Samson's plan backfired because his streets are no longer clean. <laughs> well, they will be eventually. <laughs> I don't know. That was every personal belonging they're in more, that neighborhood. They're morally clean. Okay, fine. That's that's okay. The the garbage. They could just have a big yard sale. They a, could. Street, a street sale. <laughs> yeah. Yes. One refrigerator used to kill white dude. <laughs> Who wants a murder Keeps stick? Stuff cold. <laughs> used by Samson himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Five dollars. Yeah. Oh, I'd pay five. Uh, I wonder if that's on eBay or something. <laughs> I wonder who owns that stick. <laughs> I wonder who owns that lion. Yeah, there was a reason we didn't see that line in the finale. <laughs> I think I think Rockney Tarkenton probably has that stick. He should. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Movie over. The the thirty five second song and at the end is not good enough for a star. Group. It is not. It's no. basically someone saying Black Samson and then going ooh. <laughs> it keeps acting like it's going to kick into it be a real song, but it never it does. Never, no, it just ends before it begins. So yeah, no Stargrove. So real rating. It's been a very weak. Stargrove year for black exploitation history was yep. black, was Sheba Baby the only one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was strong. Although I only because the music has always been good. Yes, I mean it's just we're just, not getting we've lyrics. A, we've had a lot of instrumental yeah. scores, yeah. and they've been good scores, but not Stargrove material. Right. Yeah, something like we need ones with strong songs about the character. Like, yeah, you, preferably wa- was, like during the movie, not during the credits. Like no, yeah, I want to see I want to see guy walking down the street to his own theme song. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, all right, regular ratings. Okay. I started last time, someone else. I'll go. Uh, I will give it three jocks. I I fully admit there are long stretches of kind of slow, boring scenes in this. However, there's just there's just an air of unpredictability to this movie. Like, I never was quite sure exactly where it was going to go. I was worried that it wasn't going to give a good payoff at the end. Um and it certainly didn't pay off him having a lion. No. That never came into play, which is really disappointing. No, it was just a bar ornament. But the entire neighborhood coming together and just raining chaos down on these racist motherfuckers and, you know, him stabbing that guy with his <laughs> with his lion cane and then dropping the mic at the end. I mean, that's that's pretty good. It's it's not great, but I I I there were enough entertaining bits to it. And it's it's well made. It's not terrible. Um yeah, I, I think a, a solid mid three jocks is is good for this. Okay, I would tend to agree with that, so I'm going to. <laughs> well, good. Go with your tendencies. Yes. Um, there, there is a large part of this movie that is achingly slow mm-hmm. in feeling and pace, and it's, it's kind of tough to just kind to sit through it for the good parts but the good parts are really good yeah um i 
really enjoy Samson just despite the fact that he's obviously not a very good fighter, mm-hmm. I love the fact that he wins pretty much every time and just beats the tar out of everything. Um, he's not invincible though. Like I, I like that. Like like no. some of these other ones were like Black Belt Jones, where it's like what guy laid a finger on him one time. Yeah, like Samson and he got his least... ass kicked for the pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, Samson does get beat up quite a few times. Yeah. Like, he's left bloody him, yeah. after that alley fight. So yeah. Most of the blood was on his fist from pounding it into the guy's face. <laughs> That's though. probably true. Yes, but um, <laughs> it's okay. It's not my blood, <laughs> right? So it's it's just three jocks. I mean, it it could do better with a little bit more exciting score, a little bit better pace. You could chop probably twenty five minutes out of this film, yeah, and um, and and speed it up a notch. Speed. Yeah, um, yeah, I gotta agree. It's it's pretty much right out of three. Um, there was one moment in one of the car bits that I was like, oh, okay, super low-budget movie, because there was, like, the shots down at Samson's car looked like they were taken from a stepladder from a pickup truck in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, what the hell kind of rig did you have going on? Like, it was a guy <laughs> laying on the back of a, of, a, of a box truck or something? Right. Because, like, it was so damn shaky and not staying focused on his car at all. And then it was very obviously not a... Uh, you know, no, no kind of camera rig and on, on in his car or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I, that was thankfully very, very short. And and some of the other car stuff was better filmed because it was static cameras of cars going by and flailing wildly around corners and stuff. So that that worked better for this movie. But they obviously had no money for proper filming of car stuff. No, but uh, no, I enjoyed it. A lot of the ancillary characters are kind of fun. I mean the. The bad guys are really bad, and I think they mostly get their comeuppance properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was tough to get through some of those scenes of like, okay, seriously, just <laughs> stop with the women violence and just yeah, generally just treating your women like shit, and all, of course all of the racial shit. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of tough to get through, and you know, just be aware. Like, I think this might be one of the strongest in that regard. I mean. They are very confident about their racism. These characters are. Yeah, they, I mean, they, nobody, no, I don't think anybody tops Rip Torn for like no. confidence of like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. I think it also like from the fact that like you can look at like Rip Torn went on to do other things. Like you see Rip Torn on Larry Sanders show, and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah I was like that was you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy, I don't know, seemed really into it. I yeah. don't want to cast dispersions, but he seemed really into it. And I mean, maybe he's just a really good actor, but. He was. He made his. He made me believe in his scenes that he had no problem saying or doing any yeah. of the things that he was saying or doing. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, if you can get past all that and just realize that yes, they are going to die pretty horribly and mm-hmm. in pretty good ways, it it works. Yeah, yeah. Payoff is enough to tolerate that stuff. Yeah. So. Do wish the lion had. You know, I mean, at a certain point, I kind of wish the lion had eaten some of them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wanted a naked gun moment where just lion off screen just comes in and mauls <laughs> the second baseman. <laughs> So, it yeah. didn't Still no. pretty good. Pretty good. Not a bad note to go out on. Nah, not bad. Nah. And we will do this again next year. Next year. Yes, we will. All right, but they aren't making more black exploitation movies, but we are making more podcasts about yeah. them. That's let's, all we can do. Let's take a break, shall we? Okay. okay. All 
Alright, welcome back. Hey, Mavcast, second half. Half Let's number two. Let's Hi. do some more podcasting. Deuce. Okay. Uh, so I watched a fairly new to uh, Blu-ray movie. Ooh, new ray. Uh, I believe it came out last week. <laughs> oh, good. According yeah. to the old red box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Machete Kills. Machete. That one came out quick. Yeah. Machete. <laughs> Not that quick. That was out a while ago, I think. Christmas, I think. Well, I thought it was before that. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's, okay. out, it's out now. I saw it. Okay, great. How was it? Um, so, you know, the first one was co-directed by Robert Rodriguez, mm-hmm. and this one was fully directed by Robert Rodriguez by, like, by himself. I like that. Um, and is that an improvement? The first one keeps its cards pretty close to the vest, except for a couple scenes, mm-hmm. um, as far as the uh, lunacy of the entire thing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's one scene in particular in the first one where it's just like, oh, God, that's that's insane. Um, has enough a motorcycle time? jump? Well, I was going with the escape out of the hospital scene. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, this one amps everything up to 11, and it's just like, fuck it. It's crazy. Let's go with it. If you, I know a lot of people didn't like this one. I think it got very mixed reviews from even people that liked the first one. Yeah. If you look at this, like, just, just go with it and watch it like I did with Black Dynamite, it's a lot of fun. Like, it is a lot of fun. Uh, it opens with a trailer doing the same grindhouse coming attractions uh you know song and everything mm-hmm. um so it, but it's a trailer for the sequel to the movie you're about to watch <laughs> it's what? it's machete kills in space oh great yeah or machete kills again in dot 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 in space yeah i do remember people being like please don't make that movie just stop doing this no so. i want to see the shit out of that movie it sounds to me like something i would watch um so yeah, the cast is nuts. Um, let me see if I can think of them all. Just, Carlos Estevez. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Sheen is in it. Um, Mel Gibson is in it, which is makes the second time second movie of his I've watched since he went crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. is in it. <gasps> so is Antonio Banderas. <gasps> so is Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, Sofia Vergara from Modern Family is in it. Uh, it's really kind of weird and a Tom little. Tom Savini, yeah, Tom Savini's back in it. Um, it's a little weird and, dis- and disturbing that he put um, Alexa Vega in it. Yeah, it's like she was your child girl from Spy Kids, and now she's all sexy. Fine, <laughs> it's like it's a little strange. I' not complaining because she is an attractive lady, but it's it's a little strange to go back to that well and then do that. But yeah, case Sarasara, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, the the, ca- the crazy cast just kind of keeps on coming. I don't even think I'm listening, everybody. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's it's just insanity for the sake of insanity, where it's literally, like, no pretense. Machete is a god, and he can't be killed, and he will do crazy, crazy, crazy things. Hmm. Uh, you know, he gets a call from the president, like, I need you to go and do this and kill everyone involved, because that's what you do. <laughs> and, okay. and it sets up the sequel for Machete in Space pretty nicely. I I would watch that. <laughs> I would definitely watch it. I I don't know. I, I trained it, to you, kill. You're kind of, it's it's the kind of thing you're, you're dead. Back for more. <laughs> you're, you're either on board with it from the first one or you're not. I mean, I, I understand there's a little bit of a tonal shift because the first one, like I said, was playing it a little bit more straight faced. Kind of. Um, there were not, scenes, not of... a lot, but a, a little bit more. Yeah. 
Well, I just remember watching the first one and thinking, this is not as wacky as the trailer was making it seem. There's a lot of normalcy in this of yeah. just like Machete working in a like a food truck or something. <laughs> you know, it's just like humble Machete. Yeah. So. But I mean, there, there are other people that show up for very, very brief periods of time in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like you show up and you're like, wait, that's so-and-so. Oh, they're gone. Mm. <laughs> like, not coming back. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Gone. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, one person, I was like, is that, do I recognize her? Oh, yes, I do. And, oh, no, nope. she's done. Dead. Yeah. Okay. So, I, like I said, I you just you either go with it, you buy into it, or you don't. I, that's, this is not art, people. This is for fun. I mean, that's, that's right. The thing is, is like, I was, I was watching this with T-Strell, and he was like, do you think they're going to make the uh, the sequel? And I was like, you know what? I think I think Robert Rodriguez has made enough money that even this, this movie completely tanked, he'd be like, fuck it. I'm making this because I want to. Yeah. I I honestly think that's how it would go because he does shoot them for about twenty dollars in a week and a half. So yeah. yeah, so I don't know. And 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 Mel Gibson was actually fun. I mean, he's a bad guy, so it works. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's I don't know. I mm-hmm. you know, he's not a normal sane person, but no, uh, he can still be kind of entertaining in a movie. I suppose. I'm kind of looking forward to him being the bad guy in The Expendables Three. Okay, so well. He's definitely the bad guy in this. Okay. So I'll look forward to that then. All right. Because <laughs> I can watch it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Only movie you have? That's the only movie I watched. Go, BJ. Why don't you talk about movies, Chuck? No. Just just rattle off what you watch, just so we know. Just to get just air out your air out your laundry, Chuck. It <laughs> just just so we know what I to, know one you watch. We're gonna, I'm not gonna hurt I'm not gonna hurt you for it. I'm not gonna what is it? I'm not going to punch you for money for it. What? It, oh, okay. Here comes the boom. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's okay. Shouldn't be. Hey, hey, hey. hey talk about what movies you watch. <laughs> I watched Fat Albert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting these up for you. <laughs> I watch your Twitter. I, yeah. I stalk you on Twitter. Oh, okay. I yeah. Don't. I did see you post about that. Yeah. And how you thought that it was like 85% okay yeah and 15% garbage it sort of turns to garbage about halfway through but man the first half of it is is like if you had if you were forced at gunpoint to make a fat albert movie that you wanted that's it the first half is it, yeah good. it's it's kind of funny the premise is totally ridiculous but somehow it's fat albert it's not gonna be well it's sane. fat albert coming out of the tv because someone cried on a remote control and they're like the whole gang is just like someone has a problem in the real world. Let's go, and then they're, hey, 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 don't cry, it'll be okay. <laughs> and then they just have it's just a whole bunch of odd, like we're now in the real world and everything's weird. Who plays jokes. the titular role? Keenan Thompson. Okay, so he makes that movie. I like, can see that. Like I can, I can buy that. His gleefulness at everything makes that movie. So I and Bill Cosby's in it. Well, that, that <laughs> so, can't be all bad. No, then. it's uh, all right. It's all right. Six, yeah. <laughs> it, let's just say it, it can, hey, it can hey, be. There's it a mystical hot be. dog in that movie. It, 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 it has redeeming qualities. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Sweet car in that in that movie. Uh, yeah. So one thing I did watch that I'm hoping is going to pop up on Netflix at some point. Uh, the the spoils of Babylon. Oh, that thing that was on TV. That kind um, of fake miniseries with that Toby was on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What? It, it's I a, know nothing about this. Uh, okay, so. they, they advertised this shit. That was it AMC. Who it was, was on it? IFC. IFC. Okay. Uh, it is. It is kind of an homage to the '80s epic miniseries bullshit, North and South, and all those things that would mm-hmm. come on. Um, yeah, it's like 
it, and it's it's a bunch of people that you like. It's Will Ferrell and Tobey Maguire and Kristen Wiig and well, Tim Robbins. Well, far now. well I mean, <laughs> I know. you know, it, it's got some talent. A bunch behind of people it. that people like. Okay, it's it's produced by Will Ferrell and and his people. And it's a Funny or Die production. Um, right. It has moments. Okay. It's six half hour episodes, and they go by super quick. And they're also bookended by Will Ferrell playing like the, sort of like Orson Welles director of this thing. And okay. it's been unearthed 30 years later and he's sort of presenting it. They commit to jokes like crazy in this thing. Like when they commit to a joke, they commit to a joke. Some of them hit, some of them really don't. And they go on far too long. But Toby Maguire is on point in this thing. Like I, I, I didn't think he would be this jokey. But he's he's really good. He's, you did see Spider Man three. Yeah, I like okay. Spider Man three. If you recall, we had this fight. <laughs> no, we didn't. We never did. That's the great thing. Yeah. Um, so, at, like, when that thing comes on um, Netflix or or something where you can see it, I don't know. IFC seems like one of those things that only sixteen people have. Um, I guess I'm one of them. Oh, because okay. I saw this trailer. I mean, this they were leading this up for like four months. Yeah, they they hyped the hell out of it, yeah. and then they just kind of threw it out there. Um, it it really has moments. I mean, it's it's it never wears out its welcome. There will be jokes where you just go, "Oh God, this stop that joke!" But it quickly moves on to something else. And okay, so it's a I, mixed I was bag. Si- I was semi interested in watching it, and then like I think something happened, and my Kristen Wiig factor was like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah, she can go either way with me. Sometimes she's super annoying, and another time she's tolerable. She's o- she's okay. <laughs> well, she's either super annoying either or way, tolerable. You know? <laughs> like strangely, I liked her in um. Uh, the hell was the alien movie that I didn't really Paul? care Paul. Like I thought she was all right in that. And, yeah. I, and but even though I didn't love the movie overall, like I, so I, so I kind of just think her problem is that she's in everything. Like she's literally everything that comes out. I don't know. I just, my problem is she seems like she has three characters. She's, she's mumbly chick or, you know, yeah. Or just over enthusiastic or mm-hmm. just, Oh, he's overly dramatic now. Ha ha. Well, it's, it's like, that yeah. third one. That's oh, in oh, this yes. <laughs> so it depends on if you like that or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I watched. Okay, Peter. Uh, I watched. Uh, I did the the thing to avoid as much Kristen Wiig as possible. I guess I uh-huh. watched movies before she was uh, oh. before she was possible. Mm. Um, <laughs> like that old, <laughs> like like from the forties before, before it was possible for her to to have been in oh, a movie. Oh, okay, really? Okay. Um, I've said before that I have a lot of catching up to do. Um, on movies, so I preface this next one or this first one with that, mm-hmm. um, so that we do not go. Oh my God, you never saw that, right? We'll okay. just say that now. You, now you're gonna. Okay. Well, you can say it again right. after that. Right. Um, but it's it's one of those movies that I had kind of spoiled for me, mm-hmm. and then I was doing some reading about. Um, I think it was a, there was an article on Cracked or something about it, and um, it said you know even even if you haven't seen it and you know the sort of twist. Um, you really should watch it because knowing the twist adds a certain dimension to the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. and that is the usual suspects. Interesting. Um, <laughs> so I had known that, that... That is an interesting movie to, to now decide to watch. I yeah. mean, just... I, I just think of that as such a cultural, I hate to say it, zeitgeist thing, like where everyone kind of... Even if you haven't seen it, it's like you... You People, know, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like it, it was. One I of those know movies. about the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and you can't, it's, it's like, like with Fargo. I think I had, I had had enough of pop culture telling me things about Fargo that I was like pretty sure it, that yeah. I had seen it. Um, I knew that I hadn't seen The Usual Suspects, um, with the exception of like I think I've seen the the lineup scene. 
uh, a couple times, but I've never seen the actual movie. Right. And it is true that knowing the twist makes it a very interesting thing to watch because you're looking for how things happen, you right. know, how, how everything's kind of been set up. And you're waiting for the reveal. Mm-hmm. And they make you wait for that reveal. Oh, yes, they do. Um, I was expecting it a lot sooner, but you, you're you not getting that twist until the very, 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 very end. Yeah. Um, rather enjoyable movie. Um, I've always wanted to go back and watch it now, knowing what I know. Yeah. Because I've only seen it once. And... I didn't know the twist when I saw it, but I guessed it. That's that's pretty good. So I kind of felt like I knew it the whole time. Yeah. But now I want to watch it knowing what I know. Right. So. And and I think it's worth a worth a watch knowing what you know. I kind of would have liked to have tried to guess it before, mm-hmm. but you know what's what's done is done. Um, <laughs> yes. And it's it's fun to watch certain people do certain things knowing some of the background on how the movie was directed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I know that everybody should have seen the movie and I know everybody should know the twist, but I kind of don't want to say anything still because if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. You should definitely watch it and try to avoid any potential spoilery stuff. Just go, just go watch it. It's a... We've kind of gotten to a point where that movie has a, an extra generation added to it where... Like, it was all the rage, and everyone talked about it, and mm-hmm. then it kind of slipped under the radar for a while, well, and no one talked about it. It's going on right about 20 years old, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. we have hit, like, the, there's a new audience for that movie who yeah. would probably have no idea about it. Yeah. It's, it's like no one is saying the the stuff from it anymore, right. so you could right. approach it fresh. Well, it, it's, I hate to say it, but it's, it's one of those movies where I think that the the twist is what everyone talked about, but I think it's one of those movies that holds up in spite of the twist, mm-hmm. um, whereas I think... I haven't gone back and watched it, but I don't think Sixth Sense would. Sixth Sense was all about that sensationalist twist oh, right thing. Yeah, I think it does. You do? Oh, okay. yeah. But, I mean, a lot of movies don't. You know, it's I like you hit, you hit that twist, and it's like some movies it makes or breaks it. I mean, that's what, that's that's the problem with a twist ending. Like, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. As much as I was loving the movie watching it, I now hate Dark City because of that stupid twist. Yeah. Identity comes close to that. Because it's such it's such a ridiculous leap of logic. Like you've just kind of invalidated the entire time I was enjoying this. Mm-hmm. Usual Suspects, I don't think does. I think it's. I have watched it since then, and I still think it holds up fantastically as a movie. Moon is that way. I mean, Moon has a pretty big twist ending. Yeah, I, sort I think, of. I, mean, I think Moon probably holds up a little. Moon is like better. a well. Moon's like a midway through twist, if yeah. you will. I the mean, entire movie is not necessarily yes. predicated on on that twist, like. It doesn't take the twist to make the movie good. Right, right. The movie is good, and the twist is also good. But right. and that's the thing with with Usual Suspects and uh, where Sixth Sense. I think to me, everything about that movie—it's one I haven't watched to be fair, but everything I can tell and everything I've read about that movie—the twist is what makes that movie. Mm. Without that, and and the twist actually also breaks the movie because of you know there's some issues with uh with some of the way that the things play out before the twist like they just don't follow the um don't follow the rules that they set up at the end of the movie basically Mm -hmm. um but the usual suspects is a good heist movie narrated post-action heist movie 
that happens to have a twist. That happens to have a twist, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not as heisty, you know, gearing up scene as I typically like in my heist movies. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, but it does have a group of guys trying to pull some, you know, pull jobs. And I, that I like those movies. So. I, I would say to that extent, like, Unbreakable is a movie that is good despite it, wh- whether or not you buy into the twist or not because the twist is almost unnecessary. It's like, it's just sort of a coda. I need, I need to rewatch that movie. I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I mean, that movie is just sort of like the most grounded origin story for a comic book character and then just all of a sudden at the end it's just like, oh yeah, this, and you're just like, oh, well, I didn't see that coming. It doesn't change anything, but yeah, all right, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I have such... Shyamalan hate that it's like I feel like I can't watch either of those without my vision being clouded. See, I think I think I think those two movies are fine. I I, I, most of everything he's done since is pure garbage, but I I, I can't let that cloud what I think of those two movies. Yeah, that's fair. I guess maybe. Um, the other movie I watched with no possibility of Kristen Wiig, um, (laughs) yeah, is The Producers which I had never seen. I was talking about musicals. Original? Classic producers? Not classic producers. Okay. I also haven't seen that one. But so, like, actually, actually, there was a very good chance of Kristen Wiig showing up yeah, in that, that one then. Kind of, yeah. You think? The one with Will Ferrell in it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... They're birds of a feather, you know. But okay. eh, she she had not mm-hmm. hit popularity enough for no, movies probably. around 2006, I think. Okay. <laughs> talking about musical stuff and John Barrowman with a friend, and so... Uh, I was linked to the clip of uh, Springtime for Hitler. Sure. I didn't know that was John Barrowman that had that had sang that. I was like, huh, that's kind of fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. I and I hadn't I hadn't seen that clip before. Um, so I was like, I probably should watch this just just in case it's something I might enjoy. Um, did you? I did. <laughs> um, that movie has issues. Um, most of them are named Matthew Broderick. Whoa. Um, I I don't know what it is about him, but and I know that it's trying to be kind of like that classic musical feel, mm-hmm. but Matthew Broderick feels like he's trying way too hard, and there's something about him playing that character that is just annoying to me. Maybe he's supposed to be just annoying to me. Um yeah, maybe. But I wasn't too thrilled with him. Everything else was pretty enjoyable. Um, at some points, it did have some really good classic, like, Singing in the Rain style feels to it and big sets and big dance numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked that pretty well. But I just, I don't know, I just can't buy Matthew Broderick as a all-singing, all-dancing sort of guy. I... It's funny because he is a theater guy. That is I know. why he is Matthew Broderick. <laughs> he's, he's literally the reason that stage show took off, right? I mean, the well, whole Brighton Beach memoirs, Bloxy Blues. Well, I just, I mean, like, didn't he and Nathan produced, Lane yeah, start, oh, yeah, they, the, start the stage show and they yeah. were like, let's make a movie? Yeah, they did. Yeah. 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 I, I just, he, maybe my problem is comparing him to, like, Gene Kelly. Who is well, yeah, (laughs) I would have, yes, (laughs) but that's what it feels like he thinks he is in a way, and I just can't, I can't get over the fact that he's just never going to be anywhere near that good. Um, neither dancing nor singing nor presence, Mm -hmm. it's just, um, 
and that's my that's some of my recent memory of of musicals is Gene Kelly, and so it just doesn't quite work for me. Um, he just feels awkward, I guess, in in that role. Aside from aside from basically Matthew Broderick bringing the film down, and for me, mm-hmm. for me, personal opinion here, yeah, um, I'm allowed one of those a week. I'm not knocking you. Uh, and and Will Ferrell, I I think that's part of that era of where Will Ferrell was really hit or miss for me. There, there's just something about his character that's. Um, I mean, I know his character is supposed to be kind of a, t- a terrible, terrible human being in mm-hmm. some ways. But it's just a little too much. It needed somebody who's not quite Will Ferrell, somebody who's a little bit more Actory. serious about sure. being that character. Mm-hmm. Well, sadly, Peter Sellers was dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he was kind of doing that Doctor Strange love thing. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but John Lovitz makes an appearance for a brief two-minute scene, and I like John Lovitz. Um, Who doesn't? My wife, Morgan Fairchild, <laughs> hates John Lovitz. It stinks. Um, yep. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> all the John Lovitz. There, that's all of John Lovitz's career, uh, besides mm. being the devil, I guess. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, there was something else I wanted to bring up, but it doesn't really matter now. Um, I've right. talked about this for way too long anyway. Well, we have but an email that ties into do we? what you just talked is about. Is it about John Lovitz? Nazis? No. Is it about singing? It's about musicals. Oh, okay. okay. So let's read this email. Take Joy it away. Take it away, sub email reader guy. Hi. Reading I'll be an email. presenting emails this time. Uh, I'm not Mackie. So Steve Heron, like the bird, oh, okay. writes in and he says Dear cast of BMF, why haven't you done more musicals? Only Xanadu? Which, by the way, we've also done Voyage of the Rock Aliens, which was yeah. a musical. So. Yeah, and uh, the singing, dancing cat fuckers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that too. The singing, not, dancing we... cat fuckers. <laughs> you mean cats don't dance? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, Rockadoodle man. was a musical. Yeah. I didn't mean like people that fuck cats. I meant the cats were fuckers. I understand. Anyway. Oh, and that, that other really bad animated one. What's is it up there on the shelf? Rock and Rule. Yes. Rock and, <laughs> and Rule was, was a musical. Technically, would we not also count Forbidden Zone? It's kind of a musical. Ugh, yeah. yeah. Come on, Steve. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, so he goes on to say, there are so many musicals that are so fucking bad that they're hilarious. I should know. I'm a theater geek, and I've been listening to a lot of musical soundtracks lately. I'm in my school's production of Anyone Can Whistle. All the cast really talks about is different shows, and I've been introduced to some good stuff, like Carrie. The musical? I don't know. Uh, I recommend Grease 2, yes, and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band starring the Bee Gees. Could definitely be jocksworthy, but depending on your mood, could be bags. You really have to embrace these movies like Scientology. <laughs> anyway, I'm really enjoying Blaxploitation History Month, Crash and Burn, Steve Heron Like the Bird, Squawk Bitches, sent from a singing telegram. Doesn't he mean, woo! <laughs> <laughs> he could. Did you su- shoot the singing telegram girl? Yes. Okay, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Best I joking clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this for Xanadu. Mm-hmm. Since we've watched Xanadu, do we really have to watch any other musicals? I submit to you that the answer is fuck no. It's fucking Xanadu, <laughs> bitches. And I believe that that shall suffice. Well, there's a logistical. Well, you swayed, you swayed me there. I mean, yeah. Um, 
What was oh the time of most musicals? Yeah, because we were gonna do what can't stop the music. Yeah, and it turned out to be like two hours and ten minutes, and yeah. so musicals have a problem of getting up their own ass in terms of like let's do three hours worth of singing, and it's like you could accomplish this in ninety minutes. Get in and get out. I'll buy your soundtrack. That's you know, but I will I will defend Grease too. That's that's a movie we oh, can watch. I know you will. I I love me some Grease too. Big but wait wait wait. But would you concede that it's bad? Oh God, it's terrible. Yeah, I know it's terrible. Uh, but I, I love it. Okay. I give that movie five jocks right now. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm confused. And a star grow. I'm so confused. And an instant award. <sighs> I'm very con- you confused Running me. You confused me with that movie. Because <laughs> so. like most of the musicals that I love, I don't, I don't rightly admit that they're bad. Grease Two is a bad movie, but it is amazing. Okay. So it, you know. Anyway. All right. Yeah, we should talk about Harold Ramis. Yeah. <sighs> that dude died today. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had no idea he was sixty nine. Yeah, for first I, was I mean, say, it's not like I had looked him up somewhat recently and realized that he was quite a bit older than I thought. Yeah. Ghostbusters was like sixty years ago. Yeah, so. I mean, oh yeah, definitely. yes, that is true. It was I, a long, long time ago. And he like, wasn't exactly super young. No, then. but I mean, like you read that and you're like, oh, Harold Ramis died, and then you're like, oh, he was sixty nine. Well, that okay, that's, that sort of makes sense because that's a a long life, but. We're getting to that age where it's like everything we loved as kids is dying. dying. And it's... Thanks, I'm going to go home and eat my gun well, tonight. Well, I just, you know, I mean... Th- Can we just back up and say it was 30 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously it wasn't 60 years ago, but still, I, I know. 30 years oh, ago, God Jesus, I mean... Fine, 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 fucking point that out, fine. <laughs> Shut up. What? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. I just it hurts, okay? Like we're all getting older. Okay? Uh, my back has been hurting for like three days. <laughs> I'm, I can't find I already, my teeth. <laughs> I already have enough reminders of how you know. No, I was like, aging, I was for a second. Well I was like a definitive, like oh, Ghostbusters. Oh fuck, it was there. Nineteen eighty four. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But you know, I mean, we're at a point where cast members of Ghostbusters are dying now, and it's like, I mean, you look at this dude's filmography, and I mean, like stuff that he was associated with and not always directing but it, it, at the very least writing or appeared in god he wrote everything and it's just like just signature movie after signature movie just movies that defined a certain time period that defined people's senses of humor that you know go the thing that ghostbusters did for movies that the, the science fiction comedy type thing there there really wasn't that it was either a comedy or it was side. There was like there would be no Men in Black without Ghostbusters. Yeah, of course not. I well, mean, there just wouldn't be Animal House. There would be no evolution without. Oh wait, uh, definitely no evolution. Yeah, I, just because <laughs> that was it's one of the technically many, true, but yeah, Ghostbusters three scripts that right. floated around for yeah. years. Yeah. Animal House. Mm-hmm. Uh, SCTV head writer for. Yeah, well, that'd be quite a long time. Yeah, all of those people uh, started that way. Yeah, so. Caddyshack, mm-hmm. Stripes. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Yep. Uh, vacation. Ghostbusters he directed, video. He directed Vacation. Yeah. Uh, this is just what he wrote. Oh, I know. Um, yeah. Bunch of Ghostbusters stuff. Uh, Groundhog Day. He wrote... Uh, well, he's credited with the characters, I guess, for the real Ghostbusters and extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah, that, that's just... Analyze this. Mm-hmm. Analyze that. Well, yeah, if we could, we'd stop somewhere along there. That's, yeah. It's where but, it starts I mean, to get Analyze this yeah, is, is really not that bad of a movie it's, Analyze it's this is okay it's pretty funny analyze yeah. that just as a, hey, a let's footnote redo the, the yeah. jokes yeah <laughs> right same jokes um and that's just what he what he wrote um directed yeah. he directed everything 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Caddyshack, uh, Vacation, Groundhog Day, yeah. Multiplicity. Multiplicity is underrated. That. Very underrated. The effects don't hold up in that movie, but it, uh, Michael yeah. Keaton is great in that. Analyze this. Um, he also, I guess, wrote and directed Year One. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of... I. I was not a fan I, of that. I haven't I seen mean, it. But I, it has moments, but it's not it's not great. Yeah. But still, I mean, you know. Yeah, I know. Some really, like, seminal movies, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you think about that sort of, like, that generation of Saturday Night Live people and what they went on to do late 70s, early 80s. I mean, it was all centered around stuff that Harold Ramis was doing, writing or directing or, you know, hanging out in. It, it just... Yeah, I mean it sucks. It's a I mean, it's a big loss. I mean, uh, I mean, I Ghostbusters is a almost daily thought of or referenced thing in my life. Yep. I mean, it's just it always probably will be. Mm-hmm. It's come up like three or four times this weekend, like yeah. this past weekend, just, just in conversation. Because I mean, I still I still think that's one of the better written comedies of all time. Yeah. Um, it just it just is. You know, I have a, a hard lot, time finding something wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, it affects in some things, and if you really get to nitpicking at it don't necessarily work but it doesn't well, matter because it's 1984 like I, the jokes keep that the movie jokes together keep that movie, yeah. those people in that movie seem like real people they're not just there to tell jokes right um i mean it's one of the it's strangely i mean for that movie is one of those strange movies where it's like it could be a throwaway comedy genre thing but it's one of the it's one of the better slice of life new york things i can think of like mm-hmm. when i think new york I think like that kind of yeah camaraderie in a in a mass. I mean that that's that's what I've always thought. Like it is defined. It literally defined New York for me. The first time I ever went there, I was going around the city going, "That's from Ghostbusters. That's from Ghostbusters. That's from Ghost." I mean, and that's sick because I mean, like I should have recognized these things for the things they were. But I saw the public library and I was like, "That's from Ghostbusters." Yeah. And that was like that's how I was seeing the city and. Tavern on the Green. I was like, that's the go- Rick Moranis and running to the thing of the doggy thing chasing him. And <laughs> that's how I was seeing New York. And But I mean, the heart and everything that's in that movie of massive people and you just feel like everyone was not afraid to interact with anybody. And that's what I've always thought of the camaraderie and mass of New York. That's, right. That really is like the slice of life to it. But I mean, other great comedies are there. I mean, I, I still think writing wise groundhog day is one of the best written comedies of all time it just it it just works yeah like every line in that i mean is it's just one of the most tightly written scripts well and it's again populated by by real people yes Mm -hmm. it's not just joke 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 there is a, a there's a run in that movie where he's trying to perfect that day where he gets it perfect but doesn't work out the way he wants to and then it sort of degenerates into him half-assing trying to repeat those moments right and then he just gets dark mm-hmm. and bitter about the whole thing and it's just like you don't get that in a lot of movies you, you really don't um yeah i mean there's other there's other classic things in there i don't i think i think the time of i i recognize what it did in in terms of comedy but i think animal time animal house's time has passed i think you, you can't it's it's one of those movies you almost can't go back to i mean you can go back and you can say this is a classic performance by by John Belushi, mm-hmm. but that that movie is just populated by assholes, yeah. and, and and it's hard to separate yourself from that. It's like it's literally the more well known, slightly bigger budget version of Pinball Summer, where it's just you don't want anyone in this movie to win because they're all assholes. But mm-hmm. that was the time, and 
and defining kind of comedy of that time. That these were that kind of slob comedy of yes, just like yeah. just gross people doing things, and it's just like, haha, look at these people. Yeah, and that was kind of that. That was that seventies. I could get in a whole weird film history thing, but that's that's just that swing of of seventies cinema. Yeah, of make it dark and unlikable anti-heroes and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and the comedies just kind of eventually got there and they, I, I can imagine that these were the guys that were sitting around watching the, the Serpico's and the dog day afternoons and the Bonnie and Clyde's and things and going like, we've got to take this grit and put it into comedy. Yeah. Cause they were going to college and everything in that time and forming, you know, national lampoons and everything like that. And right. it, it, well, it shaped a lot of comedy from Mad Magazine all the way up to Cracked, as you were mm-hmm. talking about. The establishment changed from decade to decade to where, like, the targets in certain times are not the same targets that they are now. So it makes some of those movies hard to watch that are sort of going after the establishment. Yeah. And it's like, well, th- that's not the establishment anymore. It's something else now. Yeah. And so what you're doing just makes you seem like an asshole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. yeah. I mean, Caddyshack is guilty of that in a way, too. I sure. Mean, there's really not a much of a likable character in Caddyshack either. No. But that's just, like I said, that's kind of a product of the time and the buck the system when we didn't really have a yeah. target per se. It was just really like Ronnie Dangerfield wants to hang out with the rich people and they don't want him there. And it's like, yeah, he probably shouldn't be there. He's gross and yeah. he's doing terrible <laughs> things to their country club. Yeah. You know, but still, that's, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, vacation holds up and the, the legacy of the vacation characters and everything. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's... He, I he's will a, he's defend a, to my grave Ghostbusters too. I'm against all comers. I'm there with you. I I think you know it's it's obviously no Ghostbusters. You but hear me, Internet? <laughs> it has. I'm taking the Mackie hater challenge here. It has a lot of moments in it. Yeah. I, so, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it, like it's, the buzzing of flies. <laughs> yeah, everyone's sad about it, but I mean, I look at it as he lived a long life, and mm-hmm. you you have to almost look at it as he's one piece of a larger puzzle. It's it's. He's almost like a Monty Python cast member dying. It's yeah. it, it's sad, but it's like it, it's it's a loss to that whole. You know, he he's a piece of that whole puzzle. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we lost John Candy so long ago, yeah. and it was just like, well, that was that was an anomaly. That's not going to happen again. All these people will be around making jokes and stuff until I'm gone, and I won't have to deal with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, sixty nine. Long career made. I mean, really, you couldn't you couldn't manufacture a better resume than that. I mean, well, really, yeah, you, if you, you string put, together if six you wanna, or seven of those movies. It's like, okay, dude, you should be you should have an honorary Oscar for just achievement in comedic filmmaking. Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, and unfortunately, uh, let's see. Yeah, won a bunch of uh, third rate. Awards. Yeah, well, it's comedies don't win awards. So. They just don't, but they should. Mm-hmm. So he won a BAFTA for Groundhog Day. Oh, good for him. So that's something. But yeah, that movie had to be hell to keep straight. I mean, I can't even. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. that is a. Con- it's like you you had complex things going on in Ghostbusters with keeping your own fiction in line mm-hmm. of established rules of ghosts and busting and everything. Right. <laughs> yes. But I mean, Groundhog Day takes was like a step further. I felt like that was almost like a self challenge of like. Okay, I held it together with this, mm-hmm. and everything for the most part works within our own universe, and that one just ups the ante and yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So you know, rest in peace, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, no one else died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please stop. Let's not do one of those three things. Yeah. Right now, I I was pleased to see today, like on Twitter, um, 
like today, I mean, it was all just people. And I don't want to say I was happy to see people broken up about him passing away, but I was pleased to see an outpouring of appreciation for goodness. Yeah. You know, well, I saw it a lot from comedians. And I mean, I think, I think real comedians appreciate the, I mean, a little bit unsung heroes. I yeah. mean, he wasn't on camera a lot no. doing a lot of jokes. He was, he was used sparingly. I mean, he's, a little bit of a he was a little bit of a strange looking dude. So I mean, he had a niche role to fill there, but he was obviously a genius in writing and, mm-hmm. and directing and everything. So I mean, yeah. he I mean, contribu- he, he contributed a yes, lot more. Played a, than he what played it a very like. good straight man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. Um, I mean, Egon wasn't exactly jokes, 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 no. but he was pretty good to be in a room where there were jokes going on, so yes. he could make face or hold. Up or a so he could serve something <laughs> up for you know. Yes, exactly. For a better joke. Yeah. Um, or for a joke in, in general. But. Yeah. So, I mean, that's 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 the thing I appreciate is that people are obviously realizing, you know, the, the people behind the scenes and where the things are, where credit is yeah. due. There's yeah. there's appreciation for what he's done. Yes. And, and I, I was pleased uh, to, I was yeah. happy to really see that. pleased to see that, you know, at least f- through the people I follow, that these people know that these things were great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As they should. Oh, good. I love when we end on the song. So celebrating Harold Ramis. Yes, really. And I mean, you can't go wrong with, like, really, almost everything he made. Yeah. You just watch it and enjoy it. I mean, you know, Ghostbusters, I think, is on Netflix. That thing is going to be get the fuck streamed out of it over the next, like, week or so. So So we're not not mourning the death. We're celebrating the life of Harold Ramis. Thank you. Thank you, Harold Ramis. Thank you for stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, contact information. <laughs> Check us out at the website, uh, www.bmfcast.com. You don't even have to put the www. We're that nice. What? Um, hey, a future is The future is yeah. now. Man. Uh, check all the buttons on the right. That will point you to all of our social things like uh, Facebook and Twitter and YouTubes and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, give us a call on Garfield phone, 9105-JOCKS-BMF, 9105569263. We promise one day we're going to catch up on the voicemails. Yeah. So if we need Mackie back. He's the organizer of the shit. I looked at I'm, it today and I was like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm voicemail Mackie. <laughs> so, oh, I was also going to point out, um, <laughs> if you're considering, if you ever like listen to our show and you're like, hey, I need to own a copy of that movie, you may have noticed that we switched links hmm. all across the site that they want to direct you to Amazon. Yeah. If you're going to buy it anyway, all we're asking, click through the site. Go buy there it through f- us. Kind of go there first. We get small credit for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're trying to supplement so that we don't have to do full on advertising. Because we yep. don't want to do that. We don't mm-hmm. want to have to change our format or do anything because somebody's like, eh, you say fuck too much. We don't want to ever have we to We want to say that. fuck, so yeah. buy your Amazon shit through us. Buy your fucking us. shit through us because we don't want to have to censor <laughs> yeah. ourselves ever or do Amen. anything. We don't want to have different. to bend to the man's right. will. Right. We're trying to, make it, trying to make it on our own. That's why we have the donate button in the Amazon thing. We're trying, right. to, trying to do our own thing. Yeah. So. yeah. We even have a full-on search. If you're just feeling like buying a waterbed on Amazon, just... Go to our site first because I think yeah. we still get credit. It doesn't have to be the movies. Yeah, yeah. buy all of your Amazon shit <laughs> just, via yeah, us. Really? Just, if you're, I mean, if you're going to go there anyway, it's just one extra little yeah, step. Just yeah. click on that link. It gives yeah. us a page view. Yeah. You yeah, get exactly. some stuff on Amazon. It doesn't cost you any more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it's just gives us a, a, a couple shekels here and there. Yeah, we get some shekels. <laughs> <laughs> I have the receipt from The Last Supper if you'd like to see how many shekels Jesus paid for his meal. Yes, we need 30 shekels. Yes. Anyway, let's get out of here, shall we? I think we shall. All right. I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out. <laughs>